Assalamu alaikum. Peace and blessings be upon you in the name of God, the most gracious and the most merciful. All glory and praise belongs to God and salutating with salutations to the beloved and all the beloveds of God who include Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him and his holy family. Thank you so much for tuning into our 28th Healing is Believing podcast series. And today we discuss about... Um, Today we are discussing about spiritual disruption. Here at the Divine Clinic Foundation is myself, your QW, and um, my co-host, the delightful Imam Saab, as well as our spiritual health ambassador for the Divine Clinic Foundation, Dr. Isa White Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. How are you all today? Thank you, thank you for joining us on this show. And uh, to get right into the topic of discussion here on, um, you know, the spiritual injustices that are happening, um, I believe when I when I evaluate and I look at it in terms of our faith, how it's constantly, you know, the struggle of keeping it on a higher level and. This the world that we live in. There is a lot of highs and lows, and and failing to recognize each time those dips are really meant to align our spirits back into our true path of the right path. You know, the oneness, the path back to Almighty, our Creator. And when we deviate from there, what happens is there's an injustice within ourselves, and then that is manifesting externally and then our environment, and there becomes a big tussle, and you are on one end trying to stay aligned, but the external is kind of pulled that weight down of you, and and if your faith or your and your soul is not spiritually, or you're not spiritually strong, what's going to happen is you'll buckle, and you'll fall, and then what happens in the result of that, your conviction becomes weak and your belief is no longer a belief in the one who created you, but then you are making the belief of the environment. So that it makes you question like, who, you know, what is your purpose, you know, in life? And there is this discussion can go on on a very uh, lengthy here in terms of purpose. And but just to give a gist of of this and how our Imam Saab, if you can take over this, and I'm sure you understand how you know faith is the the prevailing factor of keeping ourselves on a daily basis in alignment with whatever goes on, knowing that God is loving and He is so merciful and miraculous, and we are so grateful that to always find the one that is connected to Allah, which we see in the in the Holy Quran, the story of Kidr, you know, and the companion as mentioned uh, in the last podcast of someone Farsi, you know, how God gives them um, knowledge and wisdom and they carry the essence of, of spirituality, bringing people back to guidance so that, you know, humanity can face the injustices. So I'll have you carry on this discussion, uh, Imam Saab, if you will. Uh, well, um, I mean, 
mean, spiritual disturbance. I mean, what can be said about spiritual disturbance? I mean, it's the normality of this life. Um, everything in this life that is against the light of God is a spiritual disturbance. And in that, it forms part of our cumulative test of life. You have to understand that, you know, um, you know, from my own experience, you know, from what I've been taught, you know, with regards to this, um, and even seeing it in the cases as well that I've developed, I mean, what you're seeing effectively where people are spiritually severely imbalanced in a negative state, being pulled down that negative state. Furthermore, you know, that that is because everything is building on the ancestral. The ancestral itself is kind of like the root um, heat, as it were. And if you understand energy and how it works, you know, energy likes to stick with energy. You know, it likes to combine together. You know, like similar atoms all combine together. There's the forces of attraction of similar atoms forming molecules, you know, um, is, is, is a natural phenomenon. And this is Allah's law. This is God's law. So when we understand energy as well, we can use the same principle. So what I'm saying is if you can use the principles of nature to understand the spectacles of the unseen, so that when you understand people's ancestral energies, effectively all of the the combined energy of all of those generational energies have not yet dispersed, have not yet been processed. And again, it's all built up. And so in the present time, the current person, because obviously spiritual DNA is something that is inherent with every single person, you know, your spiritual DNA is your spiritual composition. And your spiritual composition is what determines how sensitive you are invariably to um, external energy. Now, we understand the world today, when we look at our communities, we can see that there is misguidance everywhere because people don't understand their faith anymore. Um, the people who try and understand faith are either blocked or, you know, um, because of the spiritual veils, you know, find it very difficult to progress to the next level. So most are stuck in that sort of interstitial spiritual realm, you know, like the world of the spirits, as it were, and never really attain anything higher than that. Um, and that is a really shame, you know, that's a big shame to, to those who are, you know, trying to step up the ladder, you know, trying to find what teachings they can. Um, and, you know, we're living in a world where ego is very strong as well. So, again, that is affecting, you know, the energy around us as well. So people emit energy because people are beings of energy. Everything in the world is vibrating. You know, and they say that everything vibrates even on a, on a molecular level to the, to the zikr of Allah. And, you know, that can be explained from when that is said in a, in a spiritual context, that can also be explained from the perspective of um, scientific principles as well, of vibration and sound. Everything emits a sound, everything emits light, because light is sound. So we understand that there is a power to the Quran, but I don't think people yet fully have developed the understanding of the depth of the power. Yeah. So I think what was, you know, the, the biggest spiritual disturbance that we have is ourselves. And we have to, and again, I keep saying that we have to, we have to look at ourselves to understand truly, uh, you know, who our Lord is. You know, if you cannot understand the dimensions of the human body, for example, how can you even understand the dimensions of the human spirit? Yeah, the human spirit is not just a light. It's not just something simple, but it's something very sacred and something very specific to God's design of man, of creation, that we ourselves are the caretakers, as it says in the Quran, the Khalifas of the earth. All of us have a have an identity, a unique identity. All of us have a purpose, but we have yet to achieve that purpose if we truly haven't understood ourselves, and we can't truly understand ourselves until we go through 
the feeling of what spirituality really means, to live in a spiritual sense, to live at one with nature, to live at one with the world, you know. Um, and I think this is a big, big cry to, to the people out there, mostly who are suffering in a, in a physical manifestation, i.e. a depressive state, all of these things. You know, these emotional stimulus and responses um, are coming from a spiritual source. And I think if we identify ourselves, within ourselves, that what is disturbing me? What is causing? I mean, if you think about it, like a relationship, many people fall in love today, yeah? But the love that they have for each other is superficial. It's built on materialism. You know, we love each other as much as we love our cars or our house or our, or our little, you know, our little pad or whatever it is, you know? And we love each other in accordance to that. So if we lose that asset, if we lose that materialist thing, then our love also diminishes. But the thing is, God himself is unlimited in his love. So if you connect to a higher source, a higher power, you know, you connect to your leaders, you connect to your imams, you connect to your, your you know, your, your spiritual guidance, you know, and you go to them. And you must connect to the higher, but the question must be asked, you know, who is connecting to who and where is the connection? You know, and I think that's what we have to start to break down within ourselves and start really asking ourselves, what is toxic around me? What is stopping me from progressing and moving forward? And you'll find, like you said, many people, you know, um, if you live in a, uh, you know, a very conservative kind of traditional Muslim household, everybody has their own opinion of Islam. Everybody has their own opinion of Islam. And everybody will bring their two cents to the table. Yet nobody really probably has gone through, you know, what our associates have gone through with the Divine Kingdom Foundation. You know, i.e. in terms of removing negative energy from a person, being able to feel agitation from other people. You know, you can only feel agitation from others when you don't have it yourself. Otherwise, how will you know whether what you are feeling is yours or somebody else's? Well said. You see what I mean? Yes, yes. This, this is exactly what it is. So you must start to learn the steps of purification of yourself. And it starts with the ancestral. It starts with a big bag of negative energy that is hiding behind the scenes that needs to be removed from higher power. And if your community leaders cannot help you, then you must come here. It is your duty and your obligation as creation of God. You owe it to him as well as yourself. And in doing so, you know, you can be filled with so much love that it will help your home, it will help you in your professional life, it will help you in everything. You know, I don't understand today, and I, and I say this with conviction in, uh, you know, in defiance of Islam, yeah? I don't understand how we are living in society today where all the Muslims themselves are turning to practices from other religions. You know, I just don't understand this, you know? We have been given the most beautiful form of meditation, which is the Salah itself. And if you can't connect to your Salah, then you have a problem. And then you have to try and go and find something else, you know, to connect with from, from another path. Well, if you're going to follow that path, you might as well do that wholeheartedly and become part of that religion and part of that association. You see what I mean? And I think that's the problem, you see, because we are a mishmash of different things. We are a mishmash of different belief systems and all of these things, and it's it's causing us to no avail a lot of and you know problems with our energy, because when you are with an association, for example, a Christian, they have a certain light, you know, the Muslims they have a certain light. The you know in terms of the the walis, the saints, you know, you can read about this in the classical context that the light itself is at different manifestations. You know, and I think that's what we have to understand. We have to go back to our roots. And if you are Christian or you are Hindu, then you know you have 
within your religious context you have within your practices there are practices that that are there that are ancient you know that are there in line with the light from your association and that will help you but you need to commit to that wholeheartedly but the problem that you may have is because of this again i say this because of the ancestral energy which is dragging you back you're not able to connect to it and i think that's what we see today is where there's a redundancy in the rate of those turning to a conscious salah which is called khushu yeah mm-hmm. it's called khushu it's, it's a conscious salah and that is missing you know it's because the salah is something that connects you to the ground to the earth you putting your head in prostration to the earth and if you look and i and i say this with with you know with the strongest admiration you know in terms of the jews the orthodox jews yeah they also pray in the same manner if you've never seen a jew pray then you go to the synagogues for god said himself if you know i have created you from different communities so you may get to know one another jesus himself says in the bible he says you know that you you're all brothers you're all part of one one nation you know that they you know love thy neighbor how can you love thy neighbor if you don't get to know thy neighbor you see what i'm saying to you loving thy neighbor doesn't mean necessarily following their religious principles but it's showing respect to it you know and i think that's what i'm trying to bring you back to like everyone should respect what they have been brought into or what you know and and understand what the the spiritual essence of what has been left for them for their communities you know and i say i say this because you know even in the um even jesus himself prayed and even in the bible it mentions jesus you know where he um he prostrated on the ground he fell to the ground with his head on the floor if that is not salah i don't know what is you know see what i'm saying to you so what is it there's a hidden mystical science to uh, to behind the salah that the muslims themselves are not taught because the teachings of the ahlul bayt are forgotten the teachings of the awliya are being dismissed because again spirituality or mysticism is seen as something that you know ridiculous it's seen as something that can be ridiculed at when truth be told you know when you talk about death and the hereafter and things like this it feels terror in people because they are scared of death yet they are the most religious people on the earth it doesn't make sense because god himself says from among my friends there shall not be any fear and mourning on his servants you can be religious but you have to have you have to have conviction in your belief and i think that's what it is if that we don't take the time to kind of take time out you know there's a you know just taking a retreat for example taking some time out from your busy schedule you know and and take some time to seriously reflect reflect on yourself reflect on your life and look in terms of what is taking away the most energy from me what is the most energy intensive right and then you begin to start to unravel this kind of paradigm of your life and you think you know i'm committing myself to just being a slave a slave to myself how can i be a slave to you god you know you see what i mean i think people just need to direct their hearts more you know or find the time to do so and the problem is you know dr isa you probably you know mentioned here at this point as well that how busy people are in their lives and you know the the social impacts of all of this because of course they're having massive impacts on us isn't it yes it is it is i i agree uh, 100% with uh, imam sir and the things he just stated and his revision um on the topic i would take it just a little bit differently uh, as a as a historian um when i look at spiritual contamination 
I have to look at the three great prophets, and that is Moses, Isa, or Jesus, and Prophet Muhammad, peace and peace and blessings upon him. When I look at Moses, when he was given the task of liberating his people according to the Injil or the Bible, out of Egypt, he didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't concerned so much about their spirituality, not at first. But then to try to get them to become more uh, understanding and to embrace the laws of God. But it took some time. So when he was out in the desert, crossing for all those years, the Jewish people, which are a wonderful and great people, but they were arguing. They were in disharmony. They were complaining. They would say, Moses, where's the food? Where's the drink? Where are we going to get there? They were like little brats. Right? So what ultimately happened is that they were challenging Moses and they were bringing that contamination into his spirituality. And so ultimately he had to get away. He had to speak with the God, according to the Injil Bible. He had to speak to God through a burning bush. And that's when God gave him the laws on how to govern these people who were disruptive. Again, they were disruptive, they were hostile, they were, they were complaining, they were, again, the word brats in that line, because they were affecting his spirit. If he did not, have a, if he did not uh, speak to Allah, if he did not get away, that negativity of theirs could have changed the fabric of Moses, which, have, which, would, which would have changed the history of what we know of Judaism today. Then, let's go to Jesus, Esau. Again, he was given a task of trying to liberate his people, trying to create a better environment under the Roman Empire than later on outside the Roman Empire. Now again, many of his people were, were, were complaining too. Keep in mind that Jesus never spoke to more than 35 people at any given time during his ministry. He died young in his 30s. But in that time, he was challenged or against him. People questioned him. They said that he was a, uh, uh, that he practiced magic and that he befooled the people, that he was anti-God. He was an anti all right, establishment. So, too, so him too, he had to get away. He went out and fasted for 40 days nice. He had to have a connection with his God so that he could come back with a revived spirit to help his people because if not, they would have contaminated his spirit. Then we have Prophet uh, Muhammad, peace and blessings upon him. In 610, he went into a cave where he was given the revelations of this wonderful religion called Islam. Before that time, people were challenging him. Much of the Arab world were heathenists and pagans, were disruptive, hostile. Like it or not, they were uncivilized. For lack of a better term, they were uncivilized in every aspect. So they were challenging him. 
affected him, would not contaminate what was growing good within him. Now, if these, if these great prophets had to go through these things, we have to as well. Because we have a lot of people who want to contaminate our world, our inner peace, our being. Sometimes it is by design, sometimes it's by accident. I mean, have you, any of you have ever been in a place whereby you're feeling good that sometimes a person comes in and within a half a second, within a split second, you go from feeling good to feeling bad and, uh, and that quickly. Yes. And you see, you mm -hmm. ask yourself, what type of spirit did this person bring in? What type of negativity? What is working with them? You see, they're unclean. Maybe not unclean physically, but they're unclean spiritually. And they have, and they're carrying that that dirt, that filth, that nastiness within them that will contaminate your own, your whole world. That's sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to be careful of who you bring in your home. Sometimes that's why you have to be careful even when you go out because sometimes the, when you go out to eat at a, at a restaurant, the person who is cooking the food may be contaminated. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, they're eat, so you're eating their food and all of a sudden you're acting mad. Yes. All right? That's why it is important that you listen to what the imams do that we all have to be cleansed. Not just one time, but continuously. Because this, this, this negativity in this world is so, so heavy. It's so ugly. It's so foul. It's like, it's, it's, it's worse. No, it's actually, I was about to say it's worse than dirt, but dirt is good. Because dirt brings forth nutrients or food for us. But this thing that's within them is a, a nasty type of dirt. A one that doesn't grow nothing but negative and ugliness. So therefore, the fight and challenge that we have is one, to fight against the negativity that's within all of us. I think the Asians or the Chinese or the Kung Fu guys, they call it the yin and the yang, right? The negative and the positive. Yes. And we have to continuously fight against that negativity. In Islam, we call it the jihad. And that is fighting against the negativity that's within yourself, all right? And fighting against the negativity that may come from without, from outside in. It's a constant fight that needs cleansing. So, so when you hear uh, uh, QW or Hida, when you hear Imam Saab, when you hear the Katul, listen carefully. Plaster your ears to their lips. Don't be so quick to say, wow, that is terrible. I don't understand this. But listen intently, all right, so that you can be cleansed. If you're cleansed already, everything is going good for you. Oh, alhamdulillah. I, I ask you, oh, wow, take my apologies. But if you're not, and which most of you are not, well, come with us. Be part of this great tour, this great journey that we're on, so that we can become a stronger self, a better people, a more unified people. And the Imam is right. 
this 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 cleansing has to take place because as Sister Wahida stated, this negativity is in all fabrics of our society, in the churches, in the synagogues, in the masjids, in the restaurants, in the social clubs, in the in the, in the political meetings. It's all around us. And the only way that we can protect ourselves is to put is to put is to be under the umbrella of protection of the divine clinic, under the protection of the couture, under the protection of cleansing, so that we will be able to fight and to function and to work at a higher level. A higher level of what I say, the higher level of seven. The seven is the number of completion. So that's what I have to say about it, and I hope I'm understandable. May Allah uh, forgive me if I said anything wrong. Thank, thank you, Dr. Issa. You know, here at the Divine Clinic Foundation, we're really, you know, just here reviving, you know, classical Islam, which has the essence has been lost. And this is why 1400 years later, when the religion was perfected, everybody is suffering in, in every corner of this world within our six degrees of separation. And I was talking to a lady this morning, and I had to deliver some um, uh, healing water that we have at the Divine Clinic because we understand the essence of water, how everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But, but the thing is, what happens is with the water that is coming through our streams and through our taps, what is the contamination? There's, again, negative energy going into that. But we are so blessed because... The one that has perfected their faith, they are blessed with divine favors and healing. They're a healing hospital. And that's what we are at Divine Clinic Foundation, a healing hospital to help you with your medical ailments, all the internal negativity, and to make the individuals understand because we are holistic beings and we're also on their systems in place, um, which is helping those you know, to take you know, med- medications and but if you take the holistic approach and try it and work on it and believe in it, because it's not a quick fix pill, but it's enough to get you to start working. And the healing proprieties in the healing water is not only to cleanse, but to fix everything inside of you, tune your body up so you don't have to have those t- a tummy attacks and gastric attacks because so much of our food is already infested with so much, you know, pesticides, chemicals, right? And I implore you all who are listening, you know, the truth is like in holistic healing, there it's only for your own betterment. And so when we look at spiritual injustice, we are also finding the beliefs of the, the systems that are in place, you know, holistic versus, you know, the medical. And yes, we do need, you know, pharmaceutical, but there's also... You know, if we maintain ourselves on a daily basis on a good regiment, then we would all really be healthy beings. And today, unfortunately, there's so much suffering that, um, you know, not only the cleansing, but the whole world today in every aspect of it, you know, what are people's intentions when they are meeting is, and that's what's happening. They're manifesting. If their intentions are not right, then they're manifesting negativity but if the intentions are right then we're in an environment where everyone is thinking for the greater good wanting to help one another be selfless serving and um 
as I conclude my, these are my closing remarks here. If there's anything else you'd like to add, Imam Saab, uh, before we conclude this segment, please kindly um, do so, or Dr. Issa as well. Yeah, I, I think that this is such a uh, brilliant and serious topic that uh, has to be revisited because uh, this element of negativity and, and spiritual contamination has affected every corner of this world, every society. Society wants to know how can we do better? Um, how can we change things? How can we become um, a more clarified community that would be beneficial and that would work with a, work, work and live with uh, a nature? So I think this is something that we got to revisit. We have to look at, and we have to hit home constantly. Uh, to our neighbors, to our to our listeners, uh, to the followers, but this thing is very serious because this contamination is 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 like what it is. It's, it's pollution that must be a cleanse. Hmm. Hmm. Spot on there. I mean, you know, final concluding statement really would be here is that you know if every single one of you are part of an association or religious order or whatever, I think it's time that you start taking things seriously. I think it's time that you stop treating God as if he's some type of, you know, um, being that's not there at all. You know, he's there constantly. He's watching over your every move. He knows everything that you do. He's the ultimate, you know, MI5 detective, you know, because God knows everything, you know. And I think, who are we fooling? You know, all of you listeners, yeah? I think what you need to do is you need to you need to buck up yourselves. You know, I, I know Dr. Isa, alhamdulillah, you're full of love and everything, but I haven't got time. I haven't got time to be loving and everything else. I'm just going to give it to you straight and give it to you real, yeah? Is that all of you, every single person who's listening, needs to take a serious reflection on themselves, and the next time that you commit to your act of worship, whatever it may be, that you try and this is, this is a word of advice from the Divine Christ Foundation. You try with all of your might to keep a sincere and purified mind throughout the act of worship. And you tell me, if one train of thought that comes in is bad, then you need cleansing. You need cleansing. Because clearly you're not even able to worship without distraction. And that is not fair to you, and it's not fair to anyone else. So I think we need to take the higher ground, the position that we must be strong within ourselves and strong enough to say, you know what, I need to find out what this is about. I owe it to myself, you know, to be clear. It starts with education of the, of the mind itself. It's so important because the mind is the thing that's transmitted, you know, being transmitted all of this information. And all the disturbance that you're talking about, Dr. Teresa, you know, this negativity from people, all of these things. You know, it's, you, you're right because it's joining on and it's causing you to become this cloud of mixed pollutants and, you know, and, and no one's being cleaned, you know. You have a mechanism to be cleaned by. That body is an amazing machine. Yeah, you know, take it for granted. As God says in the Quran, he says, From which of the favors of your Lord do you deny? The whole Surah Rahman, you know, keeps revisiting Line after line, you know, ayah after ayah, saying, reflect, reflect, wake up, wake up, you know. You must understand that your life itself is nothing, yeah. 
it's nothing without God in it. It's nothing. And you have to revisit, you know, if you yourself can go on the testimonials of the website and see how people themselves have been transformed after one encounter. Yeah? Maybe not even the life cleanse, but just one bottle of that water. You know, it's changed everything for them. And it can change everything for you. But it starts with you and ends with you. That's, That's all I have to say on the matter, really, you know. I think we, we must take responsibility. We must take ownership. We must take accountability for ourselves because our leaders are not going to do for us. Let's wake up and smell people seriously. Yeah? Mm. You know, you might have six or seven different gurus. You might have six or seven different spiritual guides. You know? Come and let us be your spiritual guides. Let us be your spiritual guides. Let us guide you through the path and take you to the door of Allah where the Qutub is. Yeah? And get you cleansed and get you thinking properly and get you being a proper human being that you deserve to be. Go to yourself. Inshallah. Well, God willing. I mean, uh, Imam Salah has beautifully stated, and uh, truly, honesty, honesty saves lives. You know, it saves time and it saves lives. And if people could genuinely be honest with them themselves and kind of exactly. listen to their hearts, you know, with openness and feel, because their feeling will tell them exactly what is off, what is not right. And use that intuition within ourselves. Use that to get yourself cleansed, to get yourself a renewal of a new life, a life that is just flowing, a life that's beautiful, a life of love and harmony, and a life of just joy. You know, we are not created here to suffer. We're meant to, we were created here to love and serve and really help, you know, to make this world a better place. So with this, I would like to, to uh, thank you, our audience. Should you have any questions, feel free to email us at info at the Divine Clinic Foundation.org. That's info at the Divine Clinic Foundation.org. And we also accept um, email orders as well um, for the healing water that we are um, helping to all kinds of people um, experiencing medical ailments um, beyond just uh, the cleansing. And also, if you would like to tune into our previous podcast series, uh, that's available to listen to on our website at www.thedivineclinicfoundation.org. That's www.thedivineclinicfoundation.org. And thank you all so much for tuning into our podcast. Till next time, assalamu alaikum, Imam Saab. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Isa. Thank you.